Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing a fine job running the board back at the Sports Talk headquarters in Rusty. And joining us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline for his weekly visit, Michael Federico from ULM. Coach, how are you doing this morning, bud? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. I know it was a rough night uh, out at Ellis Field yesterday for the Warhawks as they dropped their first game, two Grambling since 2013. The G-Men snapping eight game losing streak to the Warhawks going in there. And I'm sure you, you told your kids that uh, Grambling was going to be waiting for you guys. Anything surprise you about the Tigers' offensive attack last night? No, you know, looking at their numbers, you know, hitting a little over 290 on, on the year and coming into it, uh, two guys that had uh, nine home runs. Um, both those guys hit a home run against us to, to make it 10. You know, we had them, we had them circled on our, on our, you know, scouting report, you know, try not to let those guys beat you. We had a two strike count on, uh, one of them and, uh, you know, we, we didn't execute a pitch and, uh, you got to tip your cap to him. He got a hold of it. Um, but no, no, no surprises there. You know, I, I think you know. I've told you this before. In any given day, anybody can be beaten. And uh, you know, Grambling's playing well in their league. They're they're up there at the top of their their standings. And uh, you know, we were prepared for them, and uh, just just didn't execute a couple things, and uh, came out on the short end of the stick for sure. You go back and you look at some of the things. The fact you out hit them fifteen to eleven, but ultimately I believe you left twelve runners on base. Those are the things that come back to probably. Uh, lose ball games for teams. Yeah, you know, I, I think the offensive side it was, it was probably more on the defensive side for us while we lost the game. In my opinion, um, you know, we gave up eleven hits, but we also had uh, uh, seven walks and, and three hit batsmen. So I mean, you put that they, we gave up eleven hits, but we gave them ten free bases with with that. So you know, they kind of beat us in that column, even though we out hit them because they limited their walks on us and um, you know we didn't take advantage of a couple of their errors that they made too because they made three errors so kind of the freebie war hurt us more than the offensive side of it uh, you know we, we try to be ultra aggressive on the bases which we've been doing all year we have to do that to try to take advantage of some of our deficiencies and um, you know just didn't it didn't work out for us last night from, from that standpoint we um you know, Chad Bell got got thrown out at second. It was a bang bang play, and um, you know, one of those things that you know, we if, if he's safe, you know, we we, we probably uh, end up getting another run there. Uh, you know, their center fielder made an unbelievable catch in, in right center off uh, Jacob Sharon when we had runners on spin scoring position as well. So, you know, we we we, we did some things well, but uh, you know, overall, I think the freebies is what really cost us the game more so than, than the hit part of it. Uh, unfortunately, Grambling loss comes after a series in Little Rock. Uh, three extremely competitive uh, games, including uh, two run run games when you guys lost 6-5 uh, to five and 3-2. to two. The first game, of course, a 7-4 to four loss. Your takeaways from uh, reviewing how you guys performed against the Trojans over the weekend? 
Yeah, on, on Saturday, it kind of came back to the same thing, what I was just saying. You know, played the doubleheader, which, you know, was a long day. The weather was, was definitely a factor in that in that thing. Um, but we, we kind of did the same thing that we did against um, Grambling last night. You know, had some defensive deficiencies and uh, kind of really cost us that. Uh, you know, we didn't give up all, a, a whole lot of earned runs that day. Um, we had a couple drop fly balls, which, you know, that's, that's hard to coach sometimes, you know, not – not that anything can happen, but, uh, you know, we've got to be able to secure the baseball when it goes up in the air. Uh, you know, errors are going to happen on the ground, but it's, it's hard to it's hard when you've got a chance to catch some routine fly balls if you don't do that. And, um, you know, it's hard enough to get 27 outs, um, but when you give them a couple free bases, uh, you know, we had a situation where uh, literally had a ball that went up in the air about 15 feet in front of home plate and, uh Guy ends up getting a second base, hits a double, and um, you know it was it was unfortunate that we didn't catch the ball, um, but it happens in the big leagues. I watched you know highlights last week, and you know the Padres and the Astros are, are playing, and um, you know Hosmer misses a fly ball in the infield. So it happens at, even in the big league level, but uh, you know you're just disappointed that uh, we didn't secure the baseball there. Uh, you know even going into last night against Grandma, that was the first time we'd had three losses in a row you know we've, we've been in a lot of games and um you know we were even in the game last night so I'm, I'm proud of our guys for the fight that they have uh you know you, you get tired of kind of telling them all right guys we're just a little bit short you know we've got to do these things and it, it like I said it kind of feels like we're we're doing the same mistakes over and over again and we're trying to make those adjustments and um you know we just we we just haven't done that yet so this is going to be a big weekend ahead of us. Again, you know, we haven't we haven't really lost a lot of games in a row this year. Now that now we're at a four four game losing streak, and uh, we've got a chance to be at home uh, against App State this weekend, and, and that's all that we can do. We've got 18 games left, and 15 of them are going to be really really important with uh, the conference standings and you know trying to get to that conference tournament at the end of the year. So that's the thing that we've got to focus on. Um, hopefully learn from the mistakes we made against Little Rock and Grambling and, um, you know, regroup and adjust to uh, get ready for App State this weekend. Yeah, Coach, that's the million-dollar question. I'm sure you continue to hear from ULM fans as you've lost seven of the last nine. How do you pull this team out of this funk that they're in right now? Yeah, that's a good question. I wish I had the answer, uh, you know, completely. Um, we just got to get back to you know some fundamental baseball. We've got a couple guys that are banged up, so some, some other guys are getting opportunities to play, and, and hopefully their their excitement for being out there on the field um, can do that. But you know it, it all comes down again to me with with the pitching and defense. Um, we, we've got to we've got to be able to secure the baseball, and um, you know find ways to to limit innings and damage control innings. And, um, you know, if we can continue to keep doing that and, and you know, find our ways to score, we've, we've got to do a better job on the offensive side of it with runners in scoring position and not necessarily just getting hits. Um, you know, even last night we had the bases loaded um, and didn't score a run. Uh, we've had some situations where we've, we've, we've struck out looking uh, in the last four games with runners at third base. And, you know, we've got to be able to move the baseball uh, and, and not just getting a hit, just a sack fly, a ground ball to second, um, you know, something that, that we can do to, to at least put that, that one run, maybe move a runner over, some of those things that are just situational hitting. And, um, you know, we're working on it. We, we, we're, you know, we're, we're not we're the elephants in the room for us. You know, it's not like every time the uh, – 
you know, we have those situations where we're, we're trying to get, get things done and we're trying to accommodate who's at, at the plate and, and trying to put them in situations to be successful and um, whether it's trying to, you know, safety squeeze them. You know, we're not trying to get them to hit the ball out of the ballpark all the time and, and you know, we're just, we're just not getting those things done. And, again, we'll just we'll continue to keep showing up for work and, um, you know, like I said, find, finding ways to be able to uh, – get some runs on the board any way we can and, and get some, some W's. You know, I know, uh, you know, we kind of hit that little skid with the last seven. and we, We've had a, we had a tough go of it because, you know, a lot of those games have been on the road with, mm. with Arkansas and, and um, you know, Little Rock being on the road even last night. So, you know, it's difficult to win in college baseball as it is. And, and you know, playing on the road can even become more difficult. Um, hopefully we have some better weather. You know, we've played five doubleheaders. Um, which doesn't, you know, always set us up. Doesn't really set anybody up to be successful with it, because you know, from a pitching standpoint, not everybody has the depth to, you know, to be able to to win doubleheaders, and um, you know, it's been it's been pretty difficult with that too. It's no excuse because the other team has to do it as well, but uh, just kind of makes us a little bit uh, shorter on the pin side of it because, uh, you know, from a depth standpoint, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll have some good weather this weekend, be able to get a, you know single games in each day but you know even Sunday doesn't look good right now the beauty of it is you are returning home for four straight games and you played it That's very right. well at Warhawk Field you're 11 and 4 on the season and you look at App State they have certainly been struggling in league play what do you see from them yeah I had a chance to talk with Kermit their head coach yesterday and you know it's, it's going to be a, a challenge for them just like it will be for us the following week when we go to Coastal um, you know they got a you know whatever it is 12 13 hour bus ride that they got to um, you know get on coming over here they played North Carolina uh, Central I think last night if I'm, if I'm not mistaken so um, and they were on the road so they're going to have a tough little swing from a, their body standpoint they're they're also banged up they got three um, position players that are that are a little bit banged up I don't know if they'll be healthy this weekend or not uh, you know he's in his second year of, of the program. And, um, you know, he's trying to build something. He brought in a lot of freshmen, a lot of JUCO guys. He's got you know, kind of a completely new team that, uh, you know, he's trying to, you know, teach them how, how to play the game. And he's also trying to get them to understand, you know, how, how difficult the Sun Belt is, which, you know, we're seeing that because, you know, like I said, we got off to a great start. And, um, you know, we kind of hit the little skid with, you know, going to Little Rock. So um, it'll be a challenge. I think it's a, it's a huge series for both of us when you, when you talk about the end of the year. Appreciate the time. Keep grinding away. Of course, we'll check you guys out against uh, App State this weekend out at Warhawk Field. Thank you. That sounds good, Aaron. That's all we can do is keep grinding. I appreciate that, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Michael Federico, ULM's head coach. Big weekend coming up for them to get back on track against App State. Tell you what, that's pretty difficult to own, and he owns it. Yeah. He owned all of it.
uh, first win for Grambling against ULM since uh, March 19th of 2013th when they shut out the Warhawks uh, four to nothing. Uh, ULM uh, held to three hits on that day. It wasn't the hitting wasn't the problem last night with the 15 hits and the seven runs. It was of course giving up nine runs. Uh, Grambling got to give them plenty of credit. And of course, Absolutely. we'll hear from James Cooper uh, later in the week as now they get ready for Southern. Their top four hitters they're extremely dangerous. You talked about the back-to-back home runs. They did combine the top four hitters of seven of their 11 hits. Yeah, they are dangerous, and we've talked about you know Marshawn Taylor and others all season long. Yeah, that's a potent top of the order for sure. Uh, let's talk a little college football coming up after the break. Broderick Fobbs from Grambling joins us as we break down what the G-Men did this spring. You can weigh in at 888-993-7762. Stuart Shelby Hotline slash text line. We're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to The Morning Drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. A lot of different uh, headlines on this Wednesday morning, Jake. And, of course, uh, the Pels being uh, the number one win, uh, number one, considering what they did last night to the Blazers. I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. In fact, you go back to uh, ESPN and their so-called basketball experts. I think there was, what, 14 of them that weighed in before this series? Of those 14, how many had the Pels winning? Zero. Uh, All 14 picked the Blazers. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
no, nobody saw them going to Portland and coming out with a 2-0 lead. Uh, that's for sure. Um, so they're, they're in a prime position this week to get those, to, to pull off a sweep. I don't know if it'll happen. Um, you know, I'll give Portland a little more respect than to just go ahead and call the sweep, but I still like the Pelicans to win this series. Mm. You, you think the back sweet. of your mind, though, are you thinking this is where they pull a, a pelch? Uh, no, I don't have that right now. I don't, you know, I know we've seen we've seen them surrender some leads and it, they get a little dicey, especially in that first game toward the end of it after that big lead. But I still have a lot of confidence in this team just because I think they're they, they've gelled together. And again, Drew's playing out of this world. Rondo's playing his best ball in years. I mean, you know what he can do in the playoffs. And Anthony Davis, you still got one of the best players in the league. So that's a that's a three-headed monster. Plus, you got my guy Miritich. Come on. And you have to feel like Davis still is going to have one of those games. Yeah. If he if he wants to turn it on, he can be unstoppable. Mm. We've seen we've seen that. So yeah, I, I think I don't think they're going to quote unquote pull up hells and mm. blow this. But I wouldn't be shocked to see Portland still won. I maybe it goes back with a three-one lead for New Orleans. I don't see them taking two, and I also still think it it would be difficult to sweep Portland just because they. I still think even though the Pels have outplayed them so far, I still think that backcourt is one of the best in the league. I'm always intrigued by the dynamic inside this state, and obviously the Pels are always one of those teams and one of those franchises where. Uh, they're always flying under the radar, you feel like. But at, at this point, in this time of the year, there's not a lot of great storylines taking place inside this state, correct? So there no. is something to embrace. And maybe this is their opportunity to capture and seize this moment, this opportunity that they now have. Well, especially down south, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, what is what is there? Tulane? Baseball? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, this is this is a great opportunity for – New Orleans sports fans to go out there and support one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Go out there, show some support, show some love, because this team deserves it right now. I think they've done a horrible job, though, connecting to North Louisiana and, of course, trying to work this fan base. I mean, I can't remember Hornets Pels getting one call, one email, where somebody's actually complaining about the lack of coverage for the Pels. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, what they do complain about is lack of softball coverage. And yes. uh, we did have a couple big games yesterday. The softball playoffs continue to roll along. But we go back to the Stuart Shelby hotline, now joined by Broderick Probs, Gremlins head coach. Coach, how are you doing this morning, bud? Doing great. How you guys doing? Good. Uh, spring has wrapped up, and I know it wasn't the ideal finish that you had hoped for. Let's start there. First of all, uh, give us the, the back story on why you guys had to cancel the spring game come Saturday. Well, you know, there's some things that you can't control, you know, like mm-hmm. Mother Nature. And, um, you know, they had a huge, you know, uh, tornado and thunderstorm that came through here and uh, kind of damaged some, some, uh, some of our, uh, some of our um, electronic devices on campus that, mm-hmm. that really, you know, didn't allow us to, uh, to get out on the field. So uh, it was a tough situation, but that's part of it. You know, there's nothing you can do about it, you know, but, uh, but just kind of, you know, go back to work and, and make sure that you're prepared, you know, for this summer and for this fall. Well, you certainly put in your work this spring with this team. Just big picture overview, how well did the spring go for the Grambling Tigers? Well, I was very, very pleased.
pleased, you know, with what we were able to get accomplished this spring. You know, this spring has been a uh, a big different uh, uh, different than it has been in the past. Um, you know, in the past we've always been waiting on, you know, some type of transfer or some type of uh, uh, high school kid or someone uh, to come into our program. And you were basically during those times, you know, you're practicing with maybe uh, 50 to 65 percent of your team. Um, so. The difference is, is this year, you know, uh, basically 95% of our team was practicing this, this spring. And, um, you know, the only guys that weren't here were the 11 freshmen uh, that we have coming into our program. So uh, that gives us a jump start on, on everything. And it makes, you know, uh, this offseason a lot more uh, beneficial to us because we know what we have. We know, um, you know, we know our kids and we know what they can do and we know uh, who we need to get the ball to. Entering, I think, now your fifth year at Grambling, how has it changed this roster from perhaps your first couple of years to now? Well, I think the thing that's been very, very different is, you know, we know who we are. Um, you know, our kids, um, you know, I did. I asked a question in our meetings uh, with our players, and I asked um, how many players have, have lost more uh, than than three games in a year on our team, and no one on our team has, has lost more than three games. So it's a different mentality. Uh, these kids are used to winning. Uh, they expect to win every time they go on the field, regardless of who the opponent is. And it's just a matter of them executing and playing the way uh, that they can play. So it's a little bit different situation. Uh, we don't have to push uh, these guys as much as we did in the past uh, because they've seen it, they've tasted it. Uh, and they know what it looks like. So it's a different situation. Mm. Uh, if you had a dollar every time somebody asked you about the quarterback situation this spring, you'd be a very rich <laughs> man. So we'll ask it again. Uh, how's the battle? Oh, looking? Who's going to re- gonna replace Devontae Kincaid? Well, at this particular time, uh, Jeremy Hickbottom, you know, is, is playing extremely well. Uh, he's a sec, uh, he's a redshirt freshman, and he'll be a redshirt sophomore next year, uh, next fall. Uh, very, very knowledgeable guy of what we're doing. Uh, bigger guy, you know, he's more of a, a guy that's going to stand in there and throw the football pocket type of guy. Uh, he can run around, uh, but he's not as elusive uh, as Devontae uh, was, and even Jonathan was. But uh, he has a very big arm. He can throw the football. Uh, and then he also uh, is a really good leader. He understands how to get guys in and out of the right play and in the right position. So, we're excited about him, but there is a close second uh, with Charles Wright uh, and a close uh, second as well uh, with D.J. Johnson. So uh, so right now we're going with Hickbottom and, uh, and see if they lose. You've told us numerous times in the last couple of years, as much uh, headlines as this offense has generated, the defense has been phenomenal, has been the major storyline for your guys' success. How is that side of the ball looking this year? Well, I tell you, you know, I'm very, very pleased with our defense and our defensive staff. I mean, everyone knows that our coaches are extremely intelligent and they work extremely hard on making sure our kids know their scheme and know what they're doing. Uh, so the thing about us, you know, is is we're excited about them. Uh, they're very, very tough to deal with, uh, very, very fast, very, very physical, and very, very intelligent. Uh, so we're very, very uh, impressed with those guys. Um, I do believe that we have a chance to be a very, very dominant defense once again. Um, and, you know, everyone talks about our offense and talks about the staggering numbers, uh, but no one really understands the reason why we've been so successful is because of our defense. 
you know, uh, our defense puts us in great situations that allows us to score points. They also turn over people and score points themselves. So, um, you know, there's also been those games where we've won 10 to 9 or, or you know, 21-20. So, uh, so our defense is extremely, extremely, um, you know, successful. And we, we understand that they're the big brother of our team and, and always has been. Roger Fobbs, Gremlins head coach, joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Coach, you've been uh, very successful, and you mentioned a little bit ago that you feel very comfortable about the roster that you have now and the number of players you have on the squad, but you've been very successful with transfers coming in. How do you handle that situation when you get a call and then, of course, making sure you do your research on whether it'll be a good fit to bring a kid in? Well, normally the first thing we do is we, we, we don't just take any kind of transfer um, you know, we, we believe in taking guys that, uh, that we feel can come in and be dominant right away. Uh, and the reason why, because it's a transition involved. And, and not only that, we like, we like guys that we know. If they're, if they're guys that we recruited, uh, whether it's an in-state kid or an out-of-state kid, and for whatever reason he's a big-time recruit that ends up signing at a major program, we know those kids. And, Nine times out of ten, we, we would like to welcome those kids back more so than a kid that just randomly calls out the blue. Um, but secondly, um, you know, we like those, those players that are going to buy into what we want to do. Uh, if they want to do what they are used to doing, uh, wherever they're coming from, uh, then that's a red flag for us, you know, because it's about them and it's not about the program. So for us, the focus is making sure that our players and transfers understand that it's about doing it the Grambling way, and you have to adopt our way and become one of us if it's going to work. And if there's any warning signs that that's not the case, then we pretty much shy away from it. The growth of this program, and I think some, including myself, may have scoffed a little bit when you and Mr. Bryant talked about the fact turfing at the stadium and then the scoreboard and then the other improvements that you have made. What is now on the horizon for this program? What do you want to see happen? Well, you know, we've, we've made, a, uh, you know, great additions to our field and, like you said, to our jumbo uh, replay board. Uh, the next phase is our practice facilities. We want to make sure that, uh, that we upgrade our practice facilities and, and, and uh, build a new weight room uh, and do those things in order to make sure that, uh, that we're able to practice more efficiently and not put so much strain on our game field. You know, uh, there are several schools that practice on their game field having field turf we like that, but we also want to uh, have our practice complex uh, upgraded so that we can uh, have two practice fields to be able to spread out a little bit more and really get more in-depth in what we do. So that's the next phase of it. And then the last phase would be the actual facility uh, for coaches and also for players when it comes to locker rooms uh, and meeting space and things of that nature. So uh, we're in phase two of this thing, and we just want to keep going and keep growing. And, uh, you know, I'm pleased with what – our administration has been doing in order to, to make sure that, you know, the things and necessary things are, are coming to us and being in place so that we can continue growing the way that we would like to. And you guys have set the standard, and now other programs on campus, of course, are, are making great strides. You look at men's basketball, women's basketball, making the NCAA tournament, and what James Cooper continues to do. It almost feels like now y'all are kind of feeding off each other and who can match who, and it's really a great thing going on at Gramley. Well, the thing about it, uh, I agree with you. You know, competition makes you better. And, and even though we're all on the same family, 
um, you know, um, everyone wants to work to be the best, and, and that's the most important thing is competition breeds excellence, and that's what we are trying to do here at Grambling State University is be excellent in every area, not just on the athletic surface but also academically uh, as well. So uh, I'm very, very pleased with our other programs. Our soccer team has been extremely amazing. Uh, both basketball teams have been amazing, men's and women's. Uh, and then we're just continuing to grow. So, uh, you know, Coach Coop has done an exceptional job, uh, you know, with, with building this program. I think they had a, a really good baseball game with ULM last night. So uh, it's just exciting, you know, to, uh, to to be here right now. Briar Fives will be remiss not to ask you this question. NFL draft next week and, of course, a great turnout for your guys' pro day a couple of weeks ago. What are you hearing about Kincaid and Carter, and are there still questions about both of their size playing at the next level? Well, you know, there's always questions. You know, um, you know, a lot of teams are going to always uh, say what they're going to do, uh, but you never really know, you know, because there is a game, there is gamesmanship within the draft process. You know, not wanting other teams to know what their what their plans are. So, um, I do think that those guys have a chance, but. I also believe that Montreal Meander probably has an even better chance, you know, than those two because his numbers were staggering on pro day. Uh, he played extremely well this past season, and uh, he's just a dynamic performer. You know, of course, Kincaid and Carter are the headliners, uh, but I think, you know, the guy that has been emerging lately has been Montreal Meander. Were you surprised at what he did at pro day? Because uh, it startled a lot of different people. No, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I mean, the kid's a, a, a four-star signee of the University of Texas um, that, uh, that you know, got into a situation where he had to leave there and, and came here. So athletically, it was always there. Uh, it was just a matter of him maturing as a young man in order to do things the right way, and he's done that. Uh, so for him to go out, and we've all of our players have known that Montreal is the fastest guy on the team, uh, but then also he's extremely big and uh, and very, very physical. So we knew that he had the ability to do so. So uh, he had a really good senior season, and I was expecting his numbers to be that way because that's just the way um, that he's made. I mean, he has those type of abilities, and those abilities didn't go away. Coach Broderick Fobbs, as always, we appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy your spring and summer, and we'll see you in the fall. Thank you so much. Grambling head coach Broderick Fobbs, good visit there. <laughs> got a couple things one thing i like most in that interview was when he said that the defense was the bigger brother and always has been i like that a lot two i had an idea for top 10 thursday next week because the nfl draft is next week what if we did for top 10 thursday our top 10 mock draft like did a mock draft of sorts who you and i would pick in our top 10 all right Eh? We can be wrong just like everybody else. Yes. <laughs> Offer our quote-unquote expertise. Uh, this will be like your 4.0 version, though? Or this will be your first time, your first version? First version, okay. yeah. yeah. So we'll. this will be our rough draft, so we get a break. We All can right. have excuses for the following day. 888-993-7762. We're back after this on The Morning Drive. It's time for the second annual Crew of LaRouge Parade and Music Festival. Coming up Saturday, April 21st in Hainesville. The parade starts at 10 a.m. Then at the Crew of LaRouge Music Festival, from NBC's The Voice, Barrett Baber. 
Also featuring Morgan Smith, Johnny Earthquake and the Moon Dogs, Papa Hussein, and many more. Then get ready for Louisiana Swamp Donkey as they warm up the stage for Barrett Baber. Get your tickets at outhousetickets.com for the second annual Crew of LaRouge Parade and Music Festival, Saturday, April 21st in Hainesville. Hospitality runs deep. With luxurious spas, relaxing resorts, and historic bed and breakfast inns. Treasure runs deep. With fine boutique shopping, fabled bookstores, and authentic local cuisine. Wonder runs deep. With museums, festivals, and experiences the whole family can enjoy. Mississippi runs deep. So dive in deep. Plan your Mississippi getaway today at visitmississippi.org. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklets. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the show. We look forward to a big game tonight versus uh, the Cajuns and the Bulldogs down in Lafayette to get a little uh, take on that matchup. And, of course, also the Pels and the Saints. Now joining us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline from Lafayette, KLFY Sports Director George Faust. What's up, buddy? Hey, Aaron. How you, how you doing, man? Good morning. I cannot complain. Uh, we look forward to this matchup tonight. It's an important game just because you consider RPI for both of these teams. I think they're right now sitting at 72 for Louisiana Tech. ULL at 74. This Cajun squad stumbled out of the starting gates, but, man, they have uh, turned it around, and they have turned it around quickly. I know you enjoy going to a, a rubber show press conference. What has been the vibe of this team and this program for the majority of the year? Well, it's really kind of been, uh, you know, they, they can't hit the ball uh, out of the ballpark. That's been that's been uh, kind of a problem. They they play a lot of small ball, and uh, but they've had it. They've had a, a a really good pitching staff that kind of uh, underachieves early on, and it seems like right now they've kind of found their their groove with regards to you know the weekend with regards to Friday Saturday. You, they, they've got Colton Schmidt, they've got Jack Burke, they've got Nick Lee. Uh, those three guys seem to kind of be the, the the weekend crew, if you will. And then during the week, uh, Coach Robichaud has been going with Hogan Harris, uh, and that, that's been impressive because Hogan's had to pitch some against some really quality teams, and he is a, a weekend starter. Um but he just hasn't. He's coming off a little bit of an injury. They, they kind of want to ease him back into the into the fold, and and so that's that's where they're at right now. So I, I don't. I'm not. I, I assume Hogan's going to get the start against Tech, 
just because he's been the guy, if they have a Tuesday game, he usually is the one that's pitching. And he pitched against LSU, uh, I think the last time they played, or maybe the first time they played. They played LSU twice this year uh, and beat them both times. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so I think the, the general vibe is they, from a media perspective, we expected a lot more, I think, out of the Cajuns. But that was solely based on what they did a year ago, not so much based on what they had coming back. Of course, Gunnar Leger, uh, who, who was the ace last year, the guy on Friday night would shut you down. Um, he he uh, is, is taking a red shirt because he had some surgery in the offseason. Uh, so he's, he's not in the mix. So I think... The general vibe is the fact that uh, this team uh, kind of underachieved to a point, and now they seem to be hitting their stride. I think that's the general consensus. Uh, ULL 20 and 17 overall, 8 and 7 in Sunbelt Conference play. That beautiful ballpark down there, what was the vibe yeah. and how has the attendance been as this thing has kind of progressed? Attendance has been phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. Oh. Uh, midweek games. Uh, that McNeese game they played last week, uh, there was 4,700 people there. Um, that was on a, I think that was on a Wednesday, a Tuesday, and then Wednesday they played Southeastern, and I think there were just, uh, just, just over 4,000 there for that one, uh, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, the, the attendance has been phenomenal. You know, the, the Cajuns have been able to, to, to be in the top 10 in the nation in attendance over the past like four or five years. So they, the, the Cajun fans really enjoy uh, going out to that ballpark. And now it's, it's a phenomenal sight to see. And, and the, the best way, if, you, if you've never seen it, I know we're on radio, so this is, the, this is the easiest way to describe it. If you've ever seen the movie The Rookie, and when they go into uh, – uh, uh, who's, uh, who's the guy that plays in that movie? Golly, yeah, I forgot Quaid. his name. Dennis Quaid, that's right. So when Dennis Quaid and and the the other guy are coming, they get called up to the bigs, yeah. and they're walking. They get take the cab and they open up the door, open up, the, and they're at outside of the ballpark in Arlington, and they look up and they see it. And that when I see Russo Park at Teague Moore Field, which is where the Cajuns play, that's the like that's kind of the vibe I get. Like wow, this is a massive structure that they just put together it's it's really a, a a beautiful ballpark the fans love it it's it's real fan friendly there's a lot of a lot of uh concession areas i mean it's it's just it it, it the, the the suites are much nicer the press box is bigger thank goodness because that old press box was was a joke uh you could barely get through it um but yeah so the, the whole thing is 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 phenomenal and as coach robichaud always says it's it's a reward for the fans and for the for the the faithful that that come to the games that this ballpark is a, is such a nice ballpark. It really is. It really is nice. They didn't do a whole lot to the field, but it's all the surrounding part of it that makes it kind of like a, a wow. You know, you pull up to it and you're like, whoa, that's that's big and very very majestic looking. Very baseball, uh, a good baseball feel, and the fans enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it's 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 fun to watch a game there. Making the crossover to NBA, uh, we're trying to get the vibe on the Pels inside this state. How is it playing out in Lafayette? 
Hey, look, I, I said the other night that you know if the Pels get on get on a roll here, <laughs> Louisiana is going to be a basketball town, uh, a basketball state for for the next uh, for the next month or so. And I, I I firmly believe that it happened. In, I look in 2008. That was back when they were the Hornets. Uh, they had a really in, a competitive series with uh, with the Spurs. I mean, I covered that series. That they went to the playoffs uh in uh, um uh, golly, I'm forgetting everything right now. I'm getting old, Aaron. I'm getting old. I understand. The coach the, the the coach that got fired that year, Anthony Davis, I think it was his second year, maybe his first. They get they went to the playoffs that year and he got fired. Uh Monty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So 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 they go to the that's the last time they got to the playoffs, but I'm talking about in oh eight, man, that was that the, the city was just inundated with basketball. You couldn't go anywhere without anybody talking about the Hornets. And they were taking on the Spurs. It was Chris Paul, Tyson Chandler. It was that crew, and that was that. That vibe was exciting. And this team, I think there's a there's a excitement surrounding it because not so much about what they're going to do this year because I don't think they're going to get much past Portland. I think they're going to win this series. I said that earlier, but I think what's going to happen is. This is this is going to drive some excitement for the next season, and if Boogie comes back and they have AD and then Rondo sticks around and Drew Holiday is obviously playing out of his mind, he did last night thirty three points. I, I I think what they're setting up is something that's going to be real special moving forward and maybe challenge for that Western Conference uh, you know title with with Golden State Houston. There are not many uh, media members that are bigger Saints fans than uh, George <laughs> Faust. Where, what areas would you like them to address, especially with that first-round pick come next week? Uh, you know, I, if I, you're like the third or fourth person to ask me this in a in a radio interview format, and I, what I keep saying is, look, I I think offensively they're 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 pretty much. They kind of got it going. You know, you don't have to mess with, you don't have to tinker with that a whole lot. Maybe get an offensive lineman or two late in the late in the draft. But it, it, it's it's defense that continues to concern me. Uh, obviously, if they can continue to play and improve the way they have, I'm okay with a defensive back, uh, a linebacker, maybe maybe a uh, a dominant linebacker would be nice. Uh, I, I like our pass rush with regards to the Saints. Uh, I like the way they, 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 they did. They handled themselves last year. Cam Jordan, obviously, uh, the guy, the guy, the point to there. But I think they have a solid nucleus on the front, uh, defensive front there, and I think that's going to be huge for them uh, moving forward. I, but I, if I'm I, if I'm the Saints, I look defense again. But you never know with Sean Payton and and his his quirky offenses that he that he likes to. Likes to pull out of the hat, you know. Who knows what he'll what he'll decide. <laughs> All right, George Faust, uh, sports director at KFLY. I got two suggestions for your sportscast tonight. Are you ready? Okay, I'm I'm, I'm listening. Sneak in an extra L, just to go U L L L L tonight, and see how that plays out with the crowd. And okay, I'll all, do that. You, I can uh, do that. Bulldogs win a squeaker tonight. You can use that too, man. A squeaker. Uh, I, but I, I don't. Th- I, I honestly think the Cajuns are on such a hot streak right now. They're they're going to win this one. They might lose uh, next week when they come up there to Ruston. But I think that they're going to take this one at home tonight. Right. And the extra L or two? Any chance of that uh, happening tonight? Uh, 
you know, it's funny because I, I, I put on the supers, a super is something that identifies the coach or whatever. Uh, so I, on the supers, I put Louisiana head coach because that's what they ask us to do. Because uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to please everybody. You know, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yes, it is your right. Life. Exactly. Yeah. If I was up there, I would, I would be the first one leading the charge against it. So, uh, just let you know. <laughs> uh, but you, you have to adapt to your surroundings, right? You uh, would not get out of the parking lot if you did that tonight, though. <laughs> you right. would not be well, welcomed I'll, in that beautiful ballpark. I got. <laughs> that's right. I got, but I'll, I'll throw it a ULL. I can do a ULL. I, you, you know what they really don't like is when you say ooh la la. Oh, yeah. they, they don't like that. I, I thought it was funny one time I did it when I was first got here, and, and, and somebody goes, don't do that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> George, as always, we appreciate the time, man. Keep up the good work down there. All right, Aaron. Talk to you later, my friend. George Fox. I feel like we discussed that more than anything. Well, it doesn't go away, though. I, I, I'm just saying, like, of all the things we've talked about mm-hmm. on the show, yeah. ULL, Louisiana Lafayette, their name is something we've discussed more than anything. Mm-hmm. And we'll continue to discuss it. 888-993-7762. Uh, he let something slip there. He said, though, if he wasn't down there. I know. I mean, <laughs> Hope nobody's listening. <laughs> I don't think we'll tweet that out. We don't want to get George in trouble now, though. With the or do we? <laughs> I don't know, man. We got a lot of followers on Twitter. Uh, we can... That was almost a uh, parting shot worthy right there. Yeah. Let's take a time out. That's coming up after the break. Hey, folks, this is Jody Wood with Wood Marine. The weather is getting right and the fish are biting, so we've extended instant rebates up to $1,250 on low boats with free custom-fit covers on select models. Wood Marine would like to honor those who have served with a military discount on all low boat models. Also, Phoenix high-performance bass boats are in stock and ready for the water. Wood Marine continues to be one of North Louisiana's best selections for fishing boats and pontoons. Our large service department is ready and willing to get you back on the water. Come see us at Wood Marine in Ruston or follow us on Facebook. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The all-new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro-Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection, even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of CenturyLink. 
Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. It is that time of the show where we have our party shot. Oh, yes, 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 we got it, baby. We got it. We got it. Woo! Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh, okay. You can have your $500 million jackpot in Powerball or whatever the heck it was, but I'll take this, baby. Close a quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted. Oh, Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler stepping in front of the throw. No way. you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. It's got to be. One of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Oh, again, again, that's a twofer. It's time for two parting shots. Listen to that. Listen to that. Sponsored by no one. Oh, that can't change, though. Just hit me up and we will get you on the air. Has I love a fired up weather guy, don't you? Has it ever been sponsored? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Time, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so... My parting shot, it's kind of funny that he played the Malcolm Butler call because what I wanted to talk about was an article I read on ESPN where they uh, went through every NFL team and they came up with the best player that was undrafted in that franchise's history. And Malcolm Butler was that player for the Patriots. But I, I went through it, and whether I didn't know or I had forgotten – I wrote down five that really stood out to me. Uh, so I wanted to go through those real quick and see if you either knew or forgot. Uh, for, for the Steelers, James Harrison. Mm. I didn't know that. I didn't realize he wasn't drafted. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. So you're talking about who, by the way, James Harrison just recently announced that he was going to retire uh, with the Patriots. Uh, retired as a Patriot, but made his name as a Steeler. And really helped make his name recently with his Instagram workouts. But, uh, no, he he was, you know, an enforcer on that defense. He he uh, was the epitome of, of, the, of the steel curtain, right? And uh, then had a great season, I thought, with the Patriots uh, and, and what limited action he saw with, with New England. Um, so James Harrison stood out to me. Next, for the Colts, Jeff Saturday. Did not, did not realize he wasn't drafted. And, of course, he started like, like 85 straight games at center and was one of the best quarterback-center combination of all time with Peyton Manning with the Colts. So that one stood out. Uh, for the Titans, or I guess in this case the Oilers, Warren Moon. Mm. Warren Moon, Hall of Famer. Warren Coming Moon. out of Washington. Yeah. So he, he – Again, I didn't and back then it. it was probably more than just seven rounds. It was twelve, too. I think. Yeah, that even says more. I think. I think for him it was twelve. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember reading that. Um, uh, the Cowboys. I forgot that Tony Romo wasn't drafted. Mm. Completely forgot about that. Uh, so they had him as uh, their best. And then last but not least for the Broncos, uh, Rod Smith. I didn't realize he was he was drafted as well. Mm. Uh, New Orleans, by the way, the Saints had Sam Mills. He technically wasn't drafted because USFL, you know, went under. And so they inherited uh, Sam Mills and Bobby Hebert and, and all those guys. And uh, I, I wrote down who I thought was the greatest undrafted player. And I think most people would agree with this. Maybe not. Kurt Warner. Uh, I, I think, you know, that's a pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, not only what he did in, with the Rams, with the greatest show on turf, but 
also what he did in Arizona. Yeah. So, anyway, coming found out that of Northern Iowa, uh, and of course, uh, tore it up in the Unidome. He was a Panther back in the day. There you go. Uh, I got a couple parting shots. Uh, the first one just uh, centers around reportedly Brett Favre just bombed his audition to be the Monday Night Football guy. And it does bring back to the point, you know, everybody looks at it and thinks, oh, that'd be an easy job. And, of course, you look at Gruden and how easy he made it and the money that they're willing to give him to do that job. And, you know, we gave a lot of praise to Tony Romo and how he made the transition look pretty seamless. But I think this points out, once again, it's not that easy. Uh oh, Jake's Jake's gonna disagree here. I'm gonna disagree a little bit. Well, how could he bomb that bad? Where basically they said, "Nah, we're gonna move in a different direction." The reports get out, and I don't then know. Favre has to come back and say, "Well, you know, it wasn't exactly them. It was, you know, I've decided that uh, broadcasting at this point's not that big of a deal for me. I'm happy in Hattiesburg uh, doing my farming and other issues." I mean, if you're a former player. How often have we seen guys make that transition to color analyst and just be spectacular because they know the game better than most? Mm. It's not. Do like you need star power in the booth? Do you need a Brett no, Favre, Peyton Manning no. type, or you want somebody? I just want somebody like, who's good. Huh. Is Chris Collinsworth uh, have notoriety? Uh-huh. You know, as a player, like was he a big time player, big time name? Well, then if you're going down that path, Mayock has been complaining recently that he has not been given those opportunities to do color. Even though you look at his credentials, I mean, they can compare to anybody with what he's done you, in the National Football League. I'm just telling you my my opinion on that. Uh-huh. Now, Fox and NBC and ESPN, they might think differently. They might think they need that big-name brand, which, you know, what does that really offer? Is he good or is he not? Now, well, is Matt Hasselbeck bringing that big name? No. But he's probably going to be really good at it. Yeah. Now, um, what, what I was going to say there was, I think being a, a play-by-play guy is difficult. Like you got so many things you have to know, you have to really prepare yeah. ahead of time, and you have to set him up to make him look good. Exactly, you have to set him up. Now, being a color guy, you have to do your homework. You have to know the teams involved. But other than that, you're just spewing off the knowledge you have from your playing days yeah. or your coaching days, whatever. So I don't think you know. Now, there's a lot of research that goes into doing color, and of course, if you want to know the I, inside and you know the ins and outs of the franchises and the teams you're covering, that's what I said. You do your homework on both teams, and you do the interviews, you do all of that. But the play-by-play guy has a lot more to do than just that. That's mm. what I'm trying to say. If you're comparing it to play-by-play, I don't think there's any mm. comparison. Really, for the most part, you're just going out there and you're giving your opinion or your expertise on a certain position or player. Whatever situation, yeah. So I think Brett Favre should have been good at it. I'm surprised that he wasn't. Uh, you mentioned Kurt Warner. Of course, he's still in the running for this Monday Night Football gig. And anybody that has uh, basically seen his work on the NFL Network or more on the radio and what he has done for color broadcasts, I actually think he would be the logical pick. I don't watch a whole lot of NFL Network, mm-hmm. so I haven't seen too much from him. But, yeah, he, it doesn't surprise me that he would be good at it. Uh, one final thing, party shot. We're certainly looking forward to this game tonight with the uh, Cajuns and the Bulldogs. we got one more clip here from uh, Robo Show. Just breaking down the Bulldogs. Of course, uh, Tech had a tough week last week at 1-3. and three. They drop out of the top 25, and now you look at their RPI at 72. They've got some work ahead of them. Uh, here's Robo Show's uh, breakdown of the dogs for the- they're, they're, they're well coached you know he comes from Northwestern which he did a good job there um, they pitch real well 
Um, I'd rather face a team that's a good hitting team over a good pitching team because most of the time good pitching beats good hitting. Um, but they do pitch good. They, they got 31 home runs. And they play good defense. So that's what I always look at is what, do, how do they do all three? To me, that says a lot about a team is, is how do they do all three? And uh, when you can pitch, the score comes down. When you can uh, play defense, you start to take away the free bases from somebody's team. So now the onus becomes on you having to hit the baseball. I mean, you have to. We played McNeese the other night. They kicked the ball around a lot. Um, uh, so, so they give you, they gave it, they gave us some free bases, if you will. When you give free bases, runs go up because it takes less hits to score runs. So you become a better hitting team when people give you free stuff. So when I look and I see somebody's good defenders, then then you have to take notice to that because free base is now going to come down. So now you got to make use of the hits you're going to get because there's not going to be as many base runners out there. <laughs> Speaking of analysis, there you go. Was that not common sense, though? <laughs> Come on. Uh, we couldn't have planned that out any better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, looking forward to that game tonight. What do we got going on tomorrow? Well, we're going to continue to look forward to ULM spring game. Uh, Matt Kubik, the offensive coordinator from the Warhawks, will join us. Also, uh, Chris Blair for his weekly visit. And, hey, it's Top Ten Thursday. Hey. Do we got a poll question on our – No, Twitter? no, no. We decided to go with the best NBA playoff robberies. Okay. Oh, I like that. Yes. I think it'll be good. We'll have fun with that one. Yes. It's got promise. Yes. <laughs> what? Uh, the Edge is coming up next. Everybody have a great day. Good job on the board today, John Tabor. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.